0: Hello, and welcome to Blazing Comments with me, your host, Callie Kennedy. Blazing Comments is a podcast I created to reconnect with old friends and to connect with new friends. And I thought the best way to do that would be to discuss our favorite forms of media, TV shows, music, movies, maybe a book or two. And I hope you enjoy this. Um... It's been a really fun time, Um, and thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. On today's episode, we will be discussing Charade with Lindsay. I would like to issue a spoiler warning for the film Charade. It's from 1963. I highly recommend you go watch the movie Charade. If you have not watched the movie Charade, it is great. That's all you need to know. Okay, thank you. This is the final episode of season one of Blazing Comments. Alright, so usually what I like to do is introduce yourself. So however you would like to introduce yourself. Um and then we'll do icebreaker questions and then get into the topic. Um
1: Hello, my name is Lindsay. And I am a dog mom slash oil filled wife slash educator for a drug and alcohol recovery program. Yeah.
0: Alrighty. Uh, so icebreaker questions. Just for clarification, what are your pronouns? Do you use she, her, he, him, they, them? It's just to be considerate of everybody and I wanna be considerate. I am a she. She, her, and then the next best question How do we know each other? Oh, or how dear did we meet?
1: <laughs> um, so I have known Callie since junior high. I did not like her at first, she stole my best friend, and I didn't like her. But then we had this class together where it was just me and her, and another person, and another person, and
0: like four of us, right? It was like first four of us. Of us. Okay. I thought Jared was in the class. It was just you, me, and Jared, so there were three people. I
1: thought Lorenzo was in the class. No. Oh, then there was just three of us in the class, and that's when I got to know her, you. I got to know Callie then, and I realized that she wasn't a conniving friend-stealer, <laughs> and, and, and she was a pretty... She was pretty great, and I could depend on her. And we had to learn about each other. And at first, I didn't want to learn about her because I was like, "Man, like this girl, she just she just cray." <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I know her that way through that that class we had back in junior high, and been in band together and classes ever since, and graduated together high school, and so here we are.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, moving on. So, do you have like, do you have a top three like favorite movies? Um, um, what, what are they? Numero uno
1: is Beauty and the Beast, the old one on VHS, the old classic be- Beauty and the Beast, just the regular Disney. It is my love language through and through. Um, my number two has to be Phantom of the Opera. Um, killer movie killer soundtrack Um, I just love it and it speaks to me on all angles and (laughs) then number three oh goodness too many I was trying to think of one that was like older and more sophisticated but I really am a child so I say Aladdin but I really I like the new Theorat the new what do you call it with people, the new one. The, the reimagining or the live action version? Yes, live action's the name. I really like the live action of Aladdin. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a child too,
0: it's okay. I, like I've told several people, cause I, I like to, you know, just participate in the conversation. And I'm like, well, it always changes. Like I have like, like Charade is one of my favorite movies, but it doesn't always, I don't always remember but it's one of my favorite movies because my Mm -hmm. favorite movies, pretty much every movie I've ever seen is probably my favorite movie except for a few that I'm like, meh. Um, And then the age-old question of if you had an entrance song, like in a movie, what would it be? Oh, I thought about this one. I didn't come up with an
1: answer. It would probably be like, because like, I'm so not this. It's not an entry song, but it's like the the D W D. It's like do 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 do, do 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 because I'm so quiet. But then it would be that because I'm quiet, and then I'd be uh, sitting there awkwardly, like I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I finally had one, and I I revealed it on the, my my episode I'm going to edit uh, later but I'll, I'll share it with you. It's uh, it's an old song. I was kind of thinking about you don't own
1: me like you don't own me but then I'm like well you know I'm, I am owned, I'm married and and I can't really sing that but you know but I like that song.
0: <laughs> lots of people have given me lots of interesting answers so I find that interesting like they're like 'Cause it kinda gives me an insight into what you're thinking about when you're walking around. <laughs> well, I like, sing you don't own me all the time. I don't know and, and like everyone that's like has like a super intense like song where they're like, <laughs> Yeah, intense beats to it. I'm like, this explains a lot about the conversation we had later on. <laughs> Alrighty. What was the last TV show or movie that you watched?
1: Um, my husband and I right now are watching Smallville. Yes, Smallville. Yes, my favorite yes. show. <laughs> we, we are watching it. Well, I've, I've watched it on and off for a little while, but this is the first time he's ever watched it. And it's so much fun watching it with a newbie because you're like, what's going to happen next?
0: Yeah, so. it starts <laughs> out with very much the monster of the week. And then later on, you get more story, like um, how it weaves together the story throughout the seasons, which is something mm-hmm. I love about it. <laughs> and I also love Tom Welling, and that's, that uh, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> and so usually I'm like, how did you get introduced to this? But I introduced you to it because I was like, we're watching Charade. <laughs> Yeah, let me pick. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather you pick than me pick because I'm
1: not a good movie picker. And I'd never watched this before, and then I watched it and I was like, oh my goodness, why haven't I watched this before? Because it's so freaking good. Yes, yes it I is. love, love, love old-timey movies, and this was just right up my alley. It's really cool.
0: I watched this for the first time last year during quarantine. Um, Because obviously, I think I've not discussed this, but I didn't sleep a lot of last year. Mm Mhm. I would go to bed at 3 a.m. and get up at 10 a.m. So not a lot of sleeping went on during quarantine. During quarantine, I did mostly painting and watching TV and movies. Yeah, like a crazy person. Yeah. (laughs) So, So that was fun but this was one of the movies I found that I really liked uh, Charade also Funny Face love Funny Face and I watched a few other ones and last night um, to finish off watching Charade I ended up watching To Catch a Thief which has Cary Grant in it and it's Cary Grant and Grace Kelly so that's another old movie that if you want to continue watching some old movies I have recommendations Wait. But Charade, lovely movie, founded over quarantine, it's uh, available on Amazon Prime, to anyone who's listening that wants to go watch it. And I guess a little summary of it is, um, Audrey Hepburn's character Regina wants to get a divorce, but then she comes back to Paris and her husband has been murdered. So it's just a caper about finding out who murdered her husband and why. Yeah, pretty much. So I guess the best place to start is the beginning. Obviously we have our opening scene, very dramatic. And then we have our little title card. And then we open with Audrey Hepburn in the Alps, eating food and having (laughs) a water pistol be, water sprayed in her face with a water pistol by Jean-Louis. Yeah. I don't know. I just love the opening. I just love that. Because she's just sitting at a... She's sitting at a table and she's eating all this food. And, and she's then, like, uh, let me guess. You didn't think you was loaded. Yes. I love the banter. <laughs> the banter at the beginning is so great. I love when she meets Cary Grant's character, who at the top of the film is going by Peter Joshua. <laughs> and she says... Um, because I already know an awful lot of people, and until one of them dies, I couldn't possibly meet anyone else. I just love that. <laughs> because it kind of does set you up for that foil of coming back to Paris, finding out her husband has been murdered. Yeah.
1: So. Foreshadow.
0: <laughs> Foreshadowing, yes. I just really liked that. <laughs> And I, I also really liked her sunglasses and Givenchy did most of her wardrobe for most of her films. That's a fun little fashion history note. Yeah. And I just, um, so then we get back to Paris and you know, all this stuff is going on. And I just find it very interesting that Cary Grant and Andre Hepburn, they have great chemistry as characters. Um, and a lot of the things I read about it he was very concerned about being much older than her, probably being like 59, 60 and her being in her mid-30s when they shot the film was a very big concern for him so he didn't really want to do like overt flirting so a lot of the overt flirting is coming from her side, that character side Regina's side Mm -hmm. rather than Cary Grant's characters (laughs) throughout the film (laughs) I also if you haven't seen uh, how to what is it how to catch a thief and how to catch a thief he is a thief that goes by an assumed name and in this film he goes by at least four different aliases and i just thought that was fun little callback and also later in the film there is another callback to grace kelly so so what were your some of your thoughts what did you like about the film <laughs>
1: um i liked how that it it really wasn't it wasn't predictable like you um so i was saying that i really liked that it wasn't it wasn't predictable so like movies nowadays like you're in the movie maybe 15 30 minutes and you already know who the bad guy is and you already know what's going to happen and this one it was just giving you the run around up until like the very end and it was just like whoa like it just blew my
0: mind that is uh, one of the reasons why I really liked it it took me (sighs) I hate to say this sometimes it takes me like three sittings to watch a movie so I'll watch like 15 to 30 minutes and then I'll be leave and come back and watch another 15-20 minutes and then leave and come back. Um, Very inefficient way to watch movies but um, this one I was like nearly like oh I don't think I should I watch it all the way through? But I think it, yeah, it took me two or three sittings the first time and I was very surprised watching the whole thing because I was like maybe it's him maybe it's that guy maybe it's her who knows? And then, you know, you get to the end, and you find out that it was nobody in the, uh, I guess, your main ensemble of villains, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I just really liked, I was watching part of it last night with my mom and dad, and they obviously have seen it in the past, very long time ago. My mom's like, keys, keys, and I was like, No! They, I, and I, <laughs> I I just really liked that they, they made it, how do you say, they refer to it being in plain sight all the time. And it was in plain sight. They just didn't think about it till the end of the film. And oh, I yeah. just, I really liked that it was obviously... And when you you watch it a second or third time it's obvious that it's in plain sight and they keep they're like it has to be here I don't know what it is though and you're like it's the stamps stamps and the whole fact that she even didn't even know I mean she just gave the
1: stamp away and then it was like what like like it just like what why like like, and they and they all
0: thought that she knew and they all thought she was ahead of the game and that's one of those I guess ignorance is bliss type of thing and uh I guess you could say, uh, in the character, because she was like, I don't know, I'm just going to give Jean-Louis these stamps, because he seems really interested in stamps. And then you get down to the Champs elysee Is it elysee Élysée. I'm very bad at French, even though I took three French classes. Um, <laughs> and uh, there, there's a stamp market. Yeah. And then that's when it clicks for everyone. Cary Grant's character goes to talk to Tex, and Tex is like, she knew it the whole time. And they're like, ah! And then, you know, drama. The drama is so dramatic.
1: And what I didn't
0: know, I read some articles beforehand. I didn't realize that this film was released in December of 1963, so just shortly after the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And so they were very concerned about dubbing... They're walking along the sand and they're talking about assassinations that apparently, um, is it universal? I think so. They they tried to dub it so when it released, it wouldn't be like, oh, really a shot in the face type thing, Mm-mm. which I found, I found fascinating. Yeah, well, if you think
1: back to that time in history... I mean how I wonder how it how it was
0: reciprocated to them. hmm Another thing I found interesting that I didn't realize until I started reading facts about the movie is that this movie is not copywritten. So that's why you see a lot of copycat films of the film Charade, because it's not properly copywritten. Huh. Interesting. Yes, it was universal. I just went back to, I found the thing and that's what I was reading. And this film is also dubbed um, the best Hitchcock film, Hitchcock, Hitchcock never made. And I would have to agree, um, this was a very suspense, suspenseful film and it, it really did have its twists and turns. And it it's nearly two hours long, but I almost don't mind that it's almost two hours long because it's such an interesting, intricate storyline it does have some slopes where I'm like maybe they could have cut this it would have been okay if they cut it like um when Regina is tailing the newly found out Alexander Dial and she's very obvious (laughs) very bad at tailing him which I'm like this could have been cut out but oh well I guess it's it was a foil to find out that he was going by the assumed name of Alexander Dial and then all that thing with scoby and hanging off the roof etc so
1: i liked that though i mean well with him hanging off the roof it was interesting but i mean for me like it was the same way usually like if if like this kind of like pick up and chase kind of thing for movies nowadays or I mean, any movie in general like it can get so boring because it's just okay they're doing the same thing okay they're doing the same thing let me let me go multitask let me go You know, do the dishes or mop or whatever and like I was sitting here like completely zoned in and which is totally off for me because I'm 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 the type that doesn't like to sit in front of the tv either so watching this just like I like I get up to do do something and then I found myself rewinding it because I didn't like I didn't want to miss it like I, I watched I watched like 20 the first time I watched it was like I watched the first 30 minutes of it and then like, I went to go push play the next time and I was like, wait, what happened? Like, I couldn't remember and I had to go back and rewatch it. Kind of like you said, he had to rewatch it like three times or whatever. And um, like, that's what I did because like, I I found that it was a movie that I had to just literally sit down and just soak in the presence of, of its majesticness.
0: <laughs> yes, it's, yes. A, it's a great film. One of my favorite parts um, is when Cary Grant showers with a suit on. I just I oh love, my! God. I love the I love the comedic, I the, oh, I don't know how to explain it, um, because originally it was supposed to be shot, you know, him with not the suit on. But I went on here and I read some facts, and it was he didn't uh, he was like I'm nearly 60 years old. I don't really want to do that. I don't want to do a partially nude scene, but the comedic. Timing of them doing it, where he's wearing his full suit and just doing—I—I—I I, I don't know—genius, well, really.
1: Even eat me, even well, it was comedic the whole time with them bantering back and forth. But like, I was sitting here this last time as so I rewatched it with my mom, and and it, like the the scene with the orange passing and everything, and my mom was. Dying, like, have you ever done that yourself? Like, where you, have you ever like yeah. done that game? Like, and they were doing it all wrong, and it's like if you would just do it this right way, you just get perpendicular, and you would get the orange, and 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 then like you know, and, and then it insinuates where where the orange is depending on the body. And my my mom was like. Rolling in her chair. She'd never watched it before. And then it went straight to the shower scene and he's like, it's okay, Let's get it wet. It's all right. It'll roll off. <laughs> it says that here on the dry. Tag. It's a drip dry suit. You gotta yeah. you gotta wear it. Read, to keep the shape. <laughs> yeah, read, read the read the fine print, he says. It's like, oh my word. Like And then he gets the soap and he's like rubbing it on the armpits of the suit and everything. He's like, oh my goodness.
0: Like, <laughs> I, I loved ice one bit of that that i really thought was funny was the the watch he's like it's waterproof and i'm like is it really waterproof though i hope so but, but he took off his shoes though yeah that's why it's funny but why did he take off his shoes if
1: everything else was okay in the water why not his shoes too
0: if they were fine Italian leather, I would understand. Actually, if they're any type of leather shoe, I understand. I've <laughs> stepped in too many puddles and leather shoes and it doesn't look, does not end well. <laughs> uh, I did, I really did like this, the com- The comedy. Like, you don't expect a suspense or a thriller to have this, this, like... Comedic under underlying element in the dialogue and it's just I think it really elevates the film in my opinion because you just expect a thriller everyone's super serious and they're like oh blah 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 but then it's like somebody cracks a joke about getting in the shower in a full suit or again passing oranges so incorrectly and then being threatened <laughs> uh, while you're playing a weird orange passing game it's just and some of the like more dramatic scenes also lend themselves to this absurdity of comedy because you're like, we just went from this, and now you're screaming in a telephone booth, losing your mind. Okay, I can understand. <laughs> and I just, I thought it. I, I, love this film. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just a great suspenseful film it's a great thriller um I have not gone online to read the script I mean that's how much I like this film I will go online and read the script yeah (laughs) that's something I have never felt like I needed to do yeah
1: I think I think also this kind of film I think there's there's enough chick flick for it to be satisfied like the women but it, there's also enough action and um and stuff for like the men too like I was watching part of it when my before my husband went to work one day and and like, he was getting into it and he was like man he's like well we'll need to watch that one I mean just because I mean it's it's like it's got a certain level of cheesiness, but then it's suspenseful. And then there's the lovey-dovey part. And it's just, I really think that it's a good overall, you know, kind of deal. It's not just particular to one genre, you could say. So.
0: Yes. Um, let's see. Um, one note I did have is I was like, every time Cary Grant's character and Audrey Hepburn's character are alone in a room, a Bartholomew, or the alleged Bartholomew, calls, and I'm like, how does he know when to call to ruin the moment? And that's another great, I want to say, comedic element because it's like, oh, ooh, and then it's like, no, nope, telephone. That man is not who he says he is. And you're like, what? Yeah. Another, another layer that we're into. When are we gonna find out what is going on?
1: He's got a million different
0: names. And then at the end, he's like, well, I'm not allowed to tell you. (laughs) I work for the United States government. I'm not allowed to tell you I work for the Treasury Department. (laughs) I guess that makes sense. If you tell people you work for the Treasury Department, it opens you up to being robbed, I assume. Yeah. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I read a, a little bit that they were like, at the end, you get the the grid of all of Cary Grant's best comedic scenes um, mixed in with the scene at the end where they're like, about to kiss, the about to kiss moment. Uh-huh. Because he's essentially proposed marriage to her. At the yes. point of the film. <laughs> and you're just like, what? What? <laughs> What? Marriage license? <laughs> can I have those stamps first? <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> so it So, I, I love this film. I don't know what else I can say about it. It's got a great story. It's uh, a very good thriller. And then, I don't know. I just was very, the first time watching it, I, it really had an impact on me because I was like, wow this is a very good film and this is very well executed. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I, I was in awe, if you will. But how would you rate this movie? Oh, goodness. Out of what? Uh, out of 10. 10 out of 10 or whatever. I don't know. It's it's up there. Definitely. Most definitely. I probably would be like 8. 8 out of 10 stars. Um. It's a very good film, but again, it does have its moments where it's slow, and I'm just kind of like, <sighs> I, I mean, and the way that I watch movies, I also have to pause and take notes and do things and all sorts of things. So that's my only qualm, is why it's an eight for me. Yeah. But then again, if it was too fast, I'd be like, ah, pause. <laughs> they did this. Pause. They did that. I feel like if it was too fast,
1: then I would be in, uninterested. <laughs> there, there was enough suspense and everything. Can we talk about the different murders?
0: Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like. let's, like, Like. I... So, like the first said. murder is at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Thrown off a train. And I love how the inspector's like... They're all, like, in their pajamas. And he's like, I don't know, there's some conspiracy about you dying in your pajamas, you guys. And, and then like... he looks over at him and he's like, you better stay out of your
1: pajamas. You better not wear them.
0: <laughs> I I just thought that was a funny, like, I don't know if it's a throwaway line. He's like, they're all dead in their pajamas. <laughs> some sort of conspiracy, guys. <laughs> nice. But obviously the first murder at the beginning of the film is Charles Lambert. Or Charles' boss, I guess. Boss, uh, yeah. So find like out throughout the film.
1: Yeah, so but like, okay, so I'm over here thinking like, okay, he it starts off with that that's his murder. What what did the guy think that he would get out of murdering him if he had like, did he? Do you think that he tried to question him like, where's the money? And then he just got tired of him
0: saying, I'm not going to tell you, and then throws him off the train like. I think yes. I think that's how it worked. And then he would, the thought pattern was, oh, so now all of his belongings, whatever it is, is going to be sent to his wife, and it should be easy to shake down the wife, because she probably just wants to leave Paris and whatever. As is how, if I were a villain, <laughs> how I would process it, maybe. But
1: yeah, but I mean, like, like, but he knew beforehand. Like he he knew. He knew he had to sell everything and he knew he had to get
0: everything in order because these people were going after him. Like, I'm assuming what happened is he probably had a chance encounter with the um, character Bartholomew, who was like, who is, okay, spoiler, obviously I'm going to have spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode, but um, is Carson Dial, the character that they all think is dead. Carson Dial probably threatened him, and so he was like, i got to get out of here quick. Sold all of his stuff, bought a ticket to South America, was going to try to escape uh, with his fortune in stamps because who? what customs agent is going to look at your weird letter of stamps and be like, yes. it's a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, nobody. So that's why it's uh, honestly brilliant, brilliant that that is where he essentially hid the money yeah so i think probably the character of carson dial probably was like hey i want that money that y'all left me dead for so that's probably how that murder happened at the beginning of the film yeah,
1: but I feel like all the other ones leading up after that were so thought out and so well planned. Because I mean, we—it just—it it made you think that it was penned on each other and all different characters, and you wouldn't even
0: like. Just blows my mind. Yeah, um, the one that I—it wasn't really surprising. The one that I thought was very interesting was how uh, (laughs) the second murder of our trio of villains, which is Scobie, uh, was drowned. And then they decided to put him in his pajamas in bed and they were like, who drowns in bed? The French constable is like, who drowns in bed? I know y'all know what happened. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. all the the
1: stuff going on here. The fact that they even changed him into his pajamas, like why? Like what? What? <laughs> they they left. They left all the other murders the way that they were. Like they didn't. They didn't try to fake it or anything like that. And then they went and put him in the bed because, like, why? Like they were just like, oh, well, he looks normal enough. He looks
0: good. We'll just put him on the bed. Like <laughs> well, I think it was to, I guess, uh, draw attention off of their scheme, because at this point, um. What is it? Scobie, Gideon, and Tex think that Harry Grant's character is Alexander Dial, and so they're trying to conspire to steal this money. So the fact that Scobie was drowned in at uh, aforementioned Alexander Dial's bathtub would throw suspicion on them when they want to really find the money. Yeah, and they know that he and Regina are close. So they can't lose him just yet I thought Gideons was interesting because I think he was murdered in an elevator
1: Yeah how, just, how did they did they like bring him down to the to cuz because he went past the lobby to like the ground like like underground and then he just yeah, he just like comes back up and it's like it's happened so quick and so well thought out that I mean, the, and the guy in the lobby was asleep and then he heard it go by and then, yeah.
0: I, I don't I, know. I... I feel like it was a, it was very strange because he, got, he gets a call at three in the morning. He goes to the elevator to go down to the ground floor. Um, just a fun fact in Paris or in France, um, the first floor is not the ground floor the ground floor is ground floor and then the floor above that is the first floor. Fun fact. (laughs) Um, So I find that I don't know. It's just really interesting because I'm assuming they're all getting these calls from Carson Dial who is allegedly a dead person that is contacting them and getting them out and murdering them because obviously Carson Dial is the murderer at the end of the film what we Mm -hmm. find out but it's just like very suspicious that they weren't aware like some of them were aware and other ones weren't so i find that interesting weaved into the story yeah and then text we just get murdered because carson dial thinks that you know what i don't want to split it two ways so i'm gonna murder the last guy (laughs) So then we have, uh, actually we have a body count of five because at the end of the film, uh, what is it? I don't know what his last, the last name of his character, Brian. Brian murders Carson Dial because he's about to kill Regina. Yeah. Through like a little magic of uh, trapdoors, which was really interesting.
1: Yeah, that was really interesting. Do you have any idea the little... Okay, so the place that she was hiding in, what was that for?
0: Um, I think that is like a... My mom said it was maybe
1: for cue cards.
0: Yeah, I think it's for cues or for like people that are at the front of the stage and maybe forget their lines. They can look down and they're like mouthing them to them and they're like... Oh. <laughs> When yonder wind breaks was something in the east. I don't know. Again, I didn't study Romeo and Juliet very well because I don't like it, but yeah, Romeo. um, but I think, yeah, it was probably for cues or for maybe like uh cues for like spots to stand in, like your, your get to your ex type thing. Uh-huh. because I think I've looked it up before and I was like, interesting. And then obviously we get to the end of the film and she's going to take the stamps to the U.S. embassy. And what do we find out? Cary Grant's character is part of the Treasury Department. So at the beginning of the film, she talks about how Charles, her husband, never tells the truth to her and how it makes her very upset and she just wants people to be honest to this point where we've gone through several days of this man who works for the treasury department lying to her telling her at least three assumed names to 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 being i'm madly in love with you and i love the danger and i'm like you almost died what (laughs) We're being honest, it's a little weird, but okay. I guess I guess we get it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah.
1: I thought it was at the end. I mean it it like ends in humor and everything, but like before she goes in to the office, he was like, Maybe I should go in first and like it's like you could see like his brain like going and ticking and like how am I gonna how am I gonna do this to, to play her on or to do this? And he was hoping he could, you know, cover it up still. And then, then he just couldn't, cause she was like, yeah, nope, I'm going in.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so did, has anyone else that you've talked to seen this movie? I mean, you said you watched part of it with your mom and she had never seen the movie. I watched the whole thing with my mom. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I got here. Um, to see my parents for the weekend. And I was like, Mom, you ever heard this movie? This is what we're going to be talking about. And she's like, no, it's got Audrey Hepburn. Let's watch it. My dog's mama it. big.
0: Oh,
1: Is your mom a <laughs> that- big Audrey Hepburn fan? She is, yes.
0: Does she have a favorite Audrey Hepburn movie? My Fair Lady. Ah, Pygmalia. <laughs> yeah. I had to read Pygmalia for... Um, I took an English class one semester where we had to essentially we, what we did we see we studied classism in literature and we read Pygmalia and then <clears throat> we watched My Fair I watched My Fair Lady because that's what My Fair Lady is based on is Pygmalia. Do you have a favorite Audrey Hepburn movie?
1: I don't. She's just a great actress, was a great actress.
0: Great philanthropist. Um, actually very fascinating human person Um, she uh, very interesting if you ever have time to look it up and then obviously she's done a lot of philanthropic work throughout her life and then you know being a big movie star known for her wayfish looks and doe eyes um, a fashion icon in her own right yeah Uh, very fascinating person I think one of my favorites is Funny Face. You should watch Funny Face. It's also on Amazon Prime.
1: I've watched a few, but I don't know the names of them. They've been, it's been oh. it's been a long time since I've watched.
0: Well, there's Roman movies. Holiday. Roman Holiday's in black and white in one of her first feature-length films. And then you got Sabrina. Sabrina's pretty good. A little weird, in my opinion. But it's weird because Humphrey Bogart hated her. <laughs> and they play love interests in that film um, and then there's Funny Face and Charade and Breakfast what was at Tiffany's one? Don't forget that one yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's, How to Steal a Million that's a pretty good one there, there are several others but those are the ones I watched last year so um, I don't know how to end this Uh, any final thoughts you want to share about the film that you had or any questions you have for me about certain aspects of it
1: no i don't think so i mean i think that um you pick good movies thank you (laughs) and and i i should listen to you more often like I mean when it when it comes to I mean if 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 you're the type that just likes a good old timey film and you don't, you know know you just you just don't want it to be that like i I feel like like movies back in the day like they can be just so ridiculously cheesy and that's what i was expecting this one to be but it definitely wasn't and um it it honestly it surprised me because it was suspenseful and then it had the romance aspect it had the comedy aspect it was just really well done and um i mean and even even tied in humor with like children too like with the whole gun thing and the I forget his name whatever the little boy is and and, yeah and like he's sitting there at one point with all of the 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 trio of bad guys whatever and then he looks at the guy's like are you a real cowboy and he like pulls out his pistol and he like flips it around and and um like so it, it ties into like those aspects as well and and just the just the time period of like the like w- the way that it was all set up and and how like the boy didn't even want to go to the playground at the end. He was more interested in the stamps, and like wanting to go over and look at all the stamps. Like it was I don't know. It was just really cool. Like how you know how well versed it was and and tying all of that in. It was just it was well done. Definitely a, a surprise for me.
0: I just like personally. I like good stories and good storytelling I also like bad storytelling but that's a that's a different story for a different day for some different films (laughs) um but I feel that I really I really enjoy finding interesting stories and this was a very interesting story that I had never seen and I am like everybody needs to watch Charade and everyone's like I've never seen Charade and I'm like it's the best movie ever you should watch Charade (laughs) (laughs) so I hope you enjoyed watching this film All righty, it's a good movie go see it go see it (laughs) yes I'm ready to go back to theaters to watch movies kind of I kind of do like watching movies at home though
1: I don't know, we started, we started waiting until they got out and then we buy them and we kind of prefer it in our living room.
0: Yeah, I mean, cause you can pause a movie at home. <laughs> if you get up and leave a theater and you miss something, you're like, well, whoops. <laughs> yeah. But I miss seeing movies in like a theater because I don't know. There's something about going to a different place and sitting in the dark. Different locations. Yeah. I think the last movie I went and saw, I don't even remember. I want to say it was when I went and saw The Post, and that was like 2018.
1: Cool. Congratulations on your, your whatever this is podcast. I've
0: listened to all of them. Thank you. Thank you for listening to season one of Blazing Comments. We will be back in September with season two. This was a great learning experience. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you'll be back to listen to me talk to some more friends of mine. Um, I'm not sure where this will go or if I'll do more than two seasons, but I, I learned a lot. I got to talk to my friends and I got to reacquaint myself with some of them. Uh, make new friends, Um, and I hope that you enjoyed this, and I hope you come back for season two. Thank you. Have a great day. Now it is time for me to give credit where credit is due. Here are some articles I read in preparation for this episode on charade. Charade, The Last Sparkle of Hollywood by Michael Newton for The Guardian. Charade, a film review by LarsonOnFilm.com Charade by Robert B. Frederick for Variety Um, I really enjoy these articles. I would highly recommend you going and reading them if you want I'd now like to thank my guest Lindsay. Thank you Lindsay for coming on and talking to me about Charade. I'm glad it was a film you did not expect to like Um, and thank you for sharing your thoughts and opinions on Charade. Uh, Charade is one of my favorite films, and I'm glad that I got to share it with you. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you have a great day.